hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Now, this week's guest is um, my partner in crime. And I have been trying to get Nikki on for so long and she has resisted and resisted but finally she's she's given in and joined me. Now this episode is for particularly for anybody who uh, enjoys writing and would one day like to write blogs or write a book or to write submit articles to other magazines or whatever and the reason I wanted to get Nikki on is because she is uh, one of those people who is kind and sweet and you know always a a strong introvert always has a self-doubt and really battles with that and had to push through quite a bit of um, quite a lot of that and to find some courage to actually do her thing so that she didn't end up living a life of regret and you, you know not doing the thing that she truly loves So I think you're going to really love this. It's a very sort of, uh, you know, it opens a bit more up into our partnership and it's, um, I think you're going to love it. So let me tell you about it. Nikki Williams is a co-founder of Girls With Hammers. From a young age, Nikki loved writing and dreamed of a life as an author. Throughout her years in corporate work, Nikki penned endless persuasive ministerial papers, but these fell short of giving her life meaning. In 2019, she put her fears aside and blessed the world with her empathy-filled blogs. While the majority of her work is published as blogs on the Girls With Hammers website, she has also written articles for Medium, Elephant Journal, Thought Catalogue and Thrive Global. Nikki's goal is to help people feel that they are not alone in their struggles and that there are other people out there just like them. Welcome, Nikki. Hi. (laughs) Well, good to have you here. Yeah, good to be here. No, you're nervous, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, I know. So for the <laughs> listeners, you know, let's just uh, let's get this out of the way. I've had a lot of um, so Nikki is my partner in crime, and uh, as you heard, co-founder of Girls with Hammers, and we, um, I think, you know, a lot of people. I've had a lot of people um, after podcasts say to me, "Oh, I really enjoyed listening to so and so." And and they resonate with them because the, uh, whatever that person has shared on their episode is something that the, the listener is actually working on in their life. And then the, I say, well, this is what you want to do. You know, you should be inspired by this person. And they always say, I am, but uh, that person is special. I'm not them. I'm just me. And that person is doing something extraordinary. And I... I particularly wanted to get you on Nikki because you think the same you think that you're not special and I think that often we get a guest on and they come across as confident and come across as they have uh, succeeded and done their thing and got it off the bench but in actual fact underneath they don't feel special Uh, they go through a lot of challenges but other people perceive them to be you know, really have their shit together, but that's not actually the case. And um, it was, you know, and the other reason I wanted to get you on is because a lot of people have said to me, when are you getting Nikki on? She's got her blog up and running and she's doing great things. And every time I've asked you to come on, you've said, I'm not coming on because there's nothing special about me and nobody wants to hear what I've got to say. And so, you know, I wanted to, kick it in at the other end of that and get you on because I, I want people to see that, you know, everybody feels the same uh, and that we all think we're nothing special and we all uh, uh, sort of shaking in our boots underneath 
and then we do it. And, you know, you're the epitome of that. And I wanted to get you on so you could talk about that end of it so that people who are feeling like that, you know, can can see that, well, Nikki seems to have her shit together, but she's she's struggling underneath to be confident. And the other part of that is that your blog is about helping people uh, not feel alone and feel that other people are struggling just like them. So you're the perfect person to have on this podcast, even though you don't think it's a, how you're feeling about all that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I um, I, I do get why you keep asking me on. And I, I know I've resisted over and over again, and I'm still resisting, but I'm pushing past my fear and doing it anyway. Um, <laughs> and I'm happy to you know, share my experiences and share um, the struggles that I've had believing in myself as well and continue to have all the time. So if that helps one person, then great. Yeah, and I think it will help one person at least. So so thank you for finally agreeing because it's been... <laughs> It's been a, an absolute struggle, um, you know, convincing you that you are actually worthy of a podcast interview. So um, here we are. So let's um, talk about your blog. And as I mentioned earlier, you just before, you did have to push through a hell of a lot of self-doubt. And, you know, I saw it. I watched you day in, day out saying, I'd love to write a blog. And I kept saying, let's just come on, write the blog. And you're like, I, I don't believe in myself. And you weren't actually saying, I have self-doubt, I have imposter syndrome. But the words you were saying, the narratives were insinuating that quite heavily, you know, and I could see a lot of conflict in you that you really wanted to write, but the self-doubt and imposter syndrome was um holding you back so when you were feeling that self-doubt and imposter syndrome what, what sort of things were you telling yourself like in your, your own mind oh lots of things I mean you know being around me all the time you know what I'm like I'm the a ridiculous overthinker I overthink everything all the time continually um and the things that were playing on my mind all the time was well who would want to read what I've got to write? Why would people want to read what I've got to write? There's so many good writers out there. There's so many good bloggers. I've never done anything like that. Like why, what's special about me? Um, and even to the point of thinking that, you know, I'd, I'd build myself up and, and feel okay about it and think, oh, yeah, I could put this out, this sounds okay, and then think, oh, no, no. It's just it's not good enough I can't I can't what if so-and-so reads it and they think it's silly and they laugh and talk about me or you know all those things were going through my mind continually and still do but I've gotten better over time at pushing them back yep yep and I and I saw all that too and 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 this thing about what if so-and-so reads it you know I remember you actually you know dropping some names saying but what if this one reads it I don't know and I was like who cares if they read it? Like they'll they'll think it's great, and oh no no they'll know they'll think this and that. But at the end of the day, you know you've you've now published many 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 blogs, and you haven't had one person come back to you saying, "Oh, that was silly." Or, who are you to write that? You know that 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 hasn't that hasn't happened. But so by constantly telling yourself, you know, all of these this this negative narrative on and on and on and on. Was there an underlying feeling of disappointment, you know, or, or kind of like that you'd missed opportunities simply because this self-talk was holding you back? Yeah, there was. There was. Um, especially, you know, I'm 50 now and I, I still can't believe that I'm 50. It's <laughs> just gone by so quickly. But I wonder what would have happened if I had have started it earlier and believed in myself earlier and stopped um, all that talk that was going through my head or tried to push that back earlier and, and done something for me rather than um, reacting to the self-talk that was continually playing through my mind. Um, mm. I do wonder that, but I can't change it. I can write about it now and I can um, give advice to other people about you know, taking that step earlier and not listening to the voices in your head that are telling you you're not good enough or uh, that no one wants to hear what you've got to say or 
you know, all the, all those things that go through your head, especially for people like me who are naturally quieter people. I've, I'm not loud. I'm not um, super confident. I'm not, you know, I, I have to push to do it. And I think if I can do that, anyone can do that. And, and they mm. should. They should. Life goes by so fast. People should do what they want to do and do it now. Yeah. I think that, and, and, and you, a couple of things there, you are one of the most introverted people I've ever met. You're also <laughs> one of the sweetest and kindest people I've ever met. And and that is, while that's a, a, a good thing, it's also to your detriment because you, you are one person that always puts everybody else first. And as long as everyone else's needs are satisfied, um, you know, yours are constantly um, being pushed back. And I think there's a lot of people out there who do that, you know, well, you know, I, someone else wants to make a dream. Who am I to sort of push ahead of them? And I think it'd be, it's good when we can finally work out that it's not a competition just because so-and-so wants to do something. We can do something alongside them. You know, for example, with me, you know, you're, you're my greatest supporter and you're always pushing my career along. But at the same time, um, I would never let you miss out on your career simultaneously you know sitting sitting next to me do you know because I don't believe that we're on this earth to just to uh work behind one other person we're here to and in actual fact relationships and friendships and working relationships and everything else us all those things improve if we're doing our thing while supporting somebody else do you know yes yeah we're bringing out the best in in each other when you do that kind of stuff. So, and I think that's it's um, interesting that you say you're 50, and I wish I had have done it earlier. And I say the same. I didn't write my first book, as you know, until I was 50. And I, when I do talks, I often say the same thing: is that you know, I only wish, I only wish I knew. I could have done so much more when I was younger. And it's not like a, a burning regret that I'll regret forever, as you say, the same thing. But when you get to, I think something happens when you hit your 50s, it's kind of like, screw this. I, I don't care as much anymore. Like I, I think you sort of start to see your mortality a little bit and think, God, I better, you know, if I, have, I don't know how long I've got. I need to do something. But if, if only we knew when we were younger, that we actually could push past it. Oh, exactly. I think one of the blogs I wrote when I was 49 still um, was about things that I would tell my younger self. Mm. And it was all of those things. It was to, you know, to put yourself first, to back yourself, to stop, you know, the self-doubt. And that was probably one of the blogs I got, you know, the most comments about. There's a few in there, but that one was really popular, which um, tells me that there's a lot of people out there feeling the same way, that they wish they had have known uh, mm. what they know now when they were younger and done things differently. Mm. I think that that's something that everybody suffers from, isn't it? That if, if only I knew, you know, if only, if only I knew. But I guess we can't beat ourselves up on that either. You know, we just have to say, well, now I do know, you know, or now now I see that there's some possibility that I can start. So, so get started. And I'm going to come back to the bit about you, um, you know, uh, helping people not to feel alone because, you know, that's important. But before we get to that, what what was it that made you finally open that word doc, <laughs> put it on the website, and, and go? hit publish like what, what was the catalyst for you just saying stuff it I'm going to do it I'm going in that's it that Karen Vaughan was you <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I think no no truly it was um I think you know I'm probably luckier than most people to have you <laughs> there every day um and I see you you know you helping people to get their projects off the ground and you helping people to believe in themselves and to take that first step and to live a life that they love I see you take people through that process um, through the workshops you do and the the mentoring so I get the benefit of that as well I guess and it was that that pushed me to hit publish that first time and I still remember hitting publish that first time and then 
running away from the computer, shutting it down, running away and hiding and covering my face and, oh, my God, what I've done. But I'm so glad that I did. So that that was you uh, helping me to believe that I could, yeah, that, that I had, um, I don't know what the word is, but that I had had enough inside of me to to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's an interesting thing, and thank you thank you for the lovely compliments. But um and and, and, and yeah yeah you, I don't know whether it's a good thing that you get me every day. Uh, some some people might think holy holy shit. Are you oh, poor? it's questionable some days. <laughs> are you poor bugger? How do you do it? But um, it's it's interesting you say that you know I, that I helped you to believe that you had that inside of you, and I think that that's um something that I see with every single person I work with is and something that I never stop believing in is that everybody's already got it in them you know and it's kind of like they're they're waiting for somebody else to give them permission and I don't like to see it like that because I don't like to be you know thinking that I'm giving people permission what I like to think I'm doing is um uh, people can believe that if they want but I like to think that I'm helping people to give themselves permission you know to say hey I'm enough I'm okay you know, and I do have the answers in me. And we, you know, when, you, when you're writing personal blogs about your own experience, nobody else in the world has actually got your experience. So there's nobody else in the world that can say, hey, hey you can't write about that. That's shit because they're not living your life and you're, you're the expert of your life. So, and when you did hit that um, publish and you ran away thinking that people are going to judge it and criticise I do remember you came back and looked at the comments and the comments were bursting with love and support and, wow, you you made me feel fantastic. I feel like I'm not alone. Thank you for sharing this. I mean, how did that make you feel when you saw all of those wonderful comments and positive support? Um, I was really surprised at first um, because I thought I, I guess my mind was telling me one of two things that no one would read it they'd just think it was you know not even worth reading or people would read it and laugh or people would read it and think who does she think she is to write this you know she's not a writer so it was really nice to read all the supportive comments and especially nice to read that what I'd written had resonated with people so Mm. it, it gave me back that validation that people were feeling the same way that uh, there were people out there who needed to read that or needed to hear something within that that article, um, and it felt great. It felt it, it made um, taking that step of courage, I guess, worth it, and it pushed me on to to keep writing more. Yeah, and and when you've done that, and you, you had a bit of a hiatus at the moment, but we'll talk about yeah. that. But um, you've you've done I don't know how many there are. You've been going for well over a year, and there was one a week, so it's almost you're almost cracking at one a week. And um, we're and just getting some more other guest guest writers in at the moment that we yeah. still haven't put up because uh, between you and I, that we've got a bit of a. busy house however you know you're also the co I I do want to talk more about the blog in a minute but you're also the co-founder of Girls with Hammers with with myself and um you know that came about I remember you know being at the International Women's Day event and holding up this card I will launch a purposeful female focused initiative got down off the stage and thought oh shit now I've got to do it and then I came home and said to you oh my god I I, you're not going to believe what I did and now I've got to do it and, and, and several months before that, you know, we were, we were parked out of a workwear shop and I was looking at flannelette shirts and I, you got back in the car and I said to you, I'm going to start something called Girls with Hammers and, and to teach um, high school kids, girls, not to sexualise themselves and to believe that they can be whatever they are. But nothing, nothing happened from it. But then when I came home that day, you said to me, well, I think you better start Girls with Hammers. And... I said, I'm not doing it unless you join me. And you're like, I remember you saying, but I've got nothing to offer. Why would people want me in it? And when I see our conferences, you know, and how successful they are, yes, I might be the captain of the ship up there on the stage being the show pony, but in actual fact, you're the backbone 
of the conference. You're, you're the one that uh, keeps it running smoothly and, you know, helps every little last tiny minute detail tick along and the day unfolds perfectly. And it's because of you. And, and so, you know, we did our first conference in 2018 and um, I know that you were absolutely pooping your pants going into that conference day because you still had that um, imposter syndrome about, well, I've never done this before. What if it fails? Um, I don't think I'm good enough to be in such a space of um, uh, hosting something to inspire so many women. How did you feel after that day or during that first conference a few years ago? Fantastic. I loved it. I loved every second of it. The the buzz, the the people, you know, the women there enjoying themselves, the just the feeling in the room was incredible. And it I guess that is what spurred me on to believe that okay, I, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. And normally I would I'm not great with big gatherings of people. Being um, an introverted person, I sort of much prefer to just hide away like a little hermit. But um, I loved it. I loved it and I've loved everyone since and I really look forward to them. So, yeah, I I don't know. I just I I love doing that and I love, I I think, and this is something that I wrote about in one of my blogs as well, um, if you've got... If, if you are, you know, you're at a big event or something, if you've got a job to do, if you've got something to focus on, this is the reason I'm here. I'm here to help these people have the best day that mm-hmm. they possibly can. Then you focus on that and you, the focus is taken away from yourself and that self-doubt that, um, oh, oh I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, go and talk to that group. They all look so clicky or, you know, all that stuff that goes through my mind <laughs> anyway. Um it doesn't on those days because I'm focused on the job and I'm focused um, on why we're doing what we're doing. Mm. So it's been great and it's been great for my confidence as well. Yeah, I bet. And I'm, when I work with people, you know, one of the things that stops people is self-doubt. You know, that's one of the five big things that stops people. And I always think about, I always talk to them about, well, think about something that you've achieved in the past and you, how did you feel before it, you know? And so for you before the conference you were like I don't know if we can do this you know I've never done this before oh my god you know who am I to do this and then during it you start looking at it thinking oh wow I am doing this you know I can do this and 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 then after so there's before during and after and afterwards you're like man I did it I achieved it and and wouldn't you agree that that's such a great measure for when you're coming into something new and and having self-doubt to look back at a past achievement and say, you know, I really didn't think I could do that, but I did, and it's fantastic. Yeah, completely, completely. It's it's really important to look back at that because you've got to remember what you achieved, what you thought you could never do. You did, and you did it really well. Mm. And even if you didn't do it well, at least you tried. Ah. You tried and you can try again. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing too, isn't it, that we don't always have to succeed you know, like valiantly, it, it, the, the, the fact that we even try is um, it's huge. massive, massive, is, is the, the fact that we pushed through and, you know, had, had a go and, um, you know, just had to push through the courage. So when, um, would you say now that, you know, let's say five years ago, would you have ever said, oh, I'm going to host con- conferences? <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's a hard no. no. <laughs> and what, what about writing blogs? Would you have said no. No? no? So you were just going to be a hermit writer that never wrote? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and how, how yep. painful. How painful would that have been on your deathbed, let's say, and you thought and you look back and said, you know, I always wanted to write. Oh, it would have been horrible. Would have just I always would have wondered. Um and I don't want that and I don't I don't wish that upon anybody. And I love I loved that reading that um the Bonnie Ware, is it Bonnie Ware? The yeah. Ten Bronnie Regrets Ware. of the Dying. Bronnie Ware. Yeah. Um The Regrets of the Dying. And I mean everybody should read that. It's really impactful and it really shows the the top regrets that people have when they're on their deathbed, wishing that they had done things differently. 
Um, so I think anything we we can do, it's well worth pushing past that fear and just giving it a go. Mm, yeah. So you can say, like, you know, I tried, I gave it a go, I, I gave it my all. Mm which you are doing and I, I love and part of your um blogs is you know or part of your it's your why it's your whole why is you know helping people to feel that they're not alone I mean I, I know from being around you day after day that's what you live for you know you you are so devoted to helping people not feel alone and I think because for you it's been the crippling uh, the the paralyze the, the paralyzing feelings of you know I'm uh, no one else feels like me I'm the shyest person on earth uh, you know I can't do this and what if someone says something and you know the the fact that you've sort of pushed past that and you've recognized that wait a minute there are other people out there who feel this and I don't want people to feel that anymore do you, you know I, I want to yeah. do my bit and sometimes you've said to me but my, you know, maybe only fifty people are reading my blog, and maybe only two people are, you know, you know, it's helping them. But then we've talked about that, and it's the, the agreement that even if you change one person's life, your life on this planet has been successful. You know that that you've helped somebody else. But I personally think you're helping a hell of a lot more than just one or two people because I read the comments and people. You make people feel seen. You make people feel like somebody understands them. And I, I believe that you underestimate, strongly underestimate that gift that you bring to the world. I do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I try really hard, and you know how much I um, struggle over every yeah. single blog. Um, trying to not to overshare too much of me but to focus on mm. things that I've been through that might uh, help other people or you know make them feel okay it's the main intention is that I want people to feel okay about themselves I want especially like you said people who um, feel a bit different or are shy or quieter or you know don't feel like they fit anywhere I think they they do there's a lot of us out there like that and even even people who I you know I've been surprised by some of the comments people who I'd always thought were super confident and you know had it all together they have the same doubts and fears and it's really opened my eyes as well and I hope people are reading those comments as well and realizing that we're all the same we're all humans we just you know, present differently to the world, I guess, but underneath it all, we're all the same. Yeah. And I think we all have imposter syndrome and we all have self-doubt. And the only ones who don't have imposter syndrome are true imposters. Do you hear <laughs> but I think it's, um, yeah, and I, I like that the fact that you're saying that we all, we're all okay. And I think that if we, if everybody believes that, they are okay exactly how they are our lights come on do you know and we all you know I imagine this the globe and all these lights coming on and the globe starting to sparkle do you know with with everybody sort of uh stepping into themselves mm. saying you know I've got a place here I have got a place here this the world's not made just for confident people you, you know there, there are we need every type of people be putting their piece in the puzzle to make the perfect world and I love that you're bringing that to the surface and, and you're highlighting that when you um you know to to help people feel that they're not alone that requires you well you don't have to but you have been and I think it I think it's why it's successful why your blogs are successful is that there's there's almost a requirement for you to share vulnerably you know, to, to sort of lay your heart and soul out on the table and say, uh, this is how, you know, this is how I feel. And it is very vulnerable to admit that you're feeling a lack of confidence, sort of to admit that you're feeling self-doubt because you're sort of opening yourself up to people taking advantage of that or kind of like stabbing at your chinks in your armour, you know, but mm. you do that and that's why people connect because they they 
they can feel that it's honest and it's open and it's vulnerable and it relates to them. So when you do that, um, do you ever worry about people judging you? Do you ever think, oh, my God, people are going to think I'm weak. People are going to think bad things of me. Yeah, I do. I do. I am um, sometimes more than others, but I, I've i learned to push past that and to just, you know, it, the self-doubt is always there. It's always there. And those the voices in my head that I'm not good enough, you know, why, why, why do I think I can do this? It's always there. But something that you always say to me is um, it's, it's courage. Even if you don't feel confident, you know, five seconds of courage, just do it or, you know, just take that first step. And that really helps me to push past all those words that are sort of whirling around in, in my head and, and the doubts. Yeah, I agree. I think it's the, um, you know, that you said five seconds of courage and I think that's even better. I usually say 20 seconds of courage. I give people a little bit of leeway, but um, I think that it's it, courage is such a critical thing and, we, we always say, oh, when I'm confident, when I'm confident, you know, newsflash, you're never going to be confident. You know, you can't wait for confidence to happen. You have to actually take action to build successes so that then you feel confident. And that's where the, the courage comes into that. And I, th- I think that, you know, now that you've shared and you've, you've had the courage and everything else, um, it hasn't resulted in any bad things. It's only built more confidence, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's been it's been great. It's, there's been no bad things at all. It's um it's helped to build my uh, my self-esteem, I guess, my uh, yeah, my confidence in my own abilities. Um it's shown me that it doesn't take much to affect other people. It doesn't take you know, it might just be a few little words that people read and think, oh, wow, you know, I feel that way too. And and then they feel a little bit better because they don't feel so alone, I think. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting you say it doesn't take much to impact others and it really, really doesn't. And and there's a an underlying, you know, th- feeling out there that people say, oh, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I'm like, I've got nothing to give. I'm not impactful. And you know, I'm always saying to people, every single thing we do impacts somebody, and it it doesn't have to be big. It can if we smile at people, we're impacting them. We're changing their day. And I've had people have said to me down track as an as an adult, when you you saved my life when we were in our twenties, and I'm like, why? I don't, I don't remember doing that because I'm imagining a big heroic act, driving diving into a river and saying, I don't remember that. And and you know, they say, you know. Um, I was having a really bad day and you actually stopped and smiled and talked to me and that changed everything for me. Uh, and I think that when you hear stuff like that, you realise the act of kindness and the act of just just seeing people, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be the saviour, you just have to see people and be kind to people and it, it, it changes the world. For, for people so anyone thinking that they need to be doing be doing big heroic acts is um not true it's nah. so um you've been doing this I don't I can't remember it's been probably two years since the blog's been going I don't I don't know I'd have to go back and have a look but your commitment was, I'm going to do this every single week, you know, and I'm doing it by hook or by crook. And, you know, everyone sort of gets like that when they're kicking off something. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. In the last um, couple of months, things haven't gone so well. You know, it's it's dropped off. And I'm, for both of us, um, you know, I haven't done any blogs on my website and you haven't put any up on um, Girls With Hammers. And there's that feeling of beating yourself up do you you know that I should be doing this and people expect this and I need to keep up and I need to keep showing up and I know you were experiencing that as I have been you know that self-beating up you know I've got to do it I've got to do it and you I know you and I had a conversation a few weeks ago and said we can't we have to stop being so hard on ourselves because we've also got to stay upright we've also got a life to live and we've also got to 
manage our lives. But how do you feel about that? Yeah, pretty much what you said. I um, was beating myself up ridiculously, saying, "Oh, you can't even manage. You know, you can't even manage to write one a week. What's what? What's going on? What do you not write? Are you don't, you know? Um, real writers can just you know churn it out and keep going and so I was as you know really hard on myself um but then I've real I think through talking with with you we've talked about it and it's it's okay to take a break it's okay to live your life and live in the moment and do the things that you have to do Mm. until you're ready to do that thing again and I know I will I you know I still write journals and things and eventually I'll share some of that but and I will I know that I'll write more blogs and I know that you will as well but you know you've got to live your life and you've got to cut yourself some slack Mm. everybody deserves that and sometimes your focus is taken away on other things in your life and that's okay it's all part of the experience of, of living and you know life is such a web of different experiences that I think living through those just gives you more to write about later on and then to to reflect on and to talk to people about. Mm. And, and, you know, some people may see that as a failure, you know, that that if I start something and then I have to stop for a bit, you know, I'm a failure, but it's not, it's not a failure. You know, sometimes there's always twists and turns. And I think we need to, as you said, cut ourselves some slack and be prepared to just sort of weave in and out as we need to. And sometimes there's highs and sometimes there's lows. And, you know, you and I, we've, we've had those damn floods and we've got trees over fences and trees down and uh, fences down and we've a, a kid with a broken ankle and, and God knows what. And there's been so many so many things and even after the conference you know so many things we wanted to do um you know to thank people and what have you uh, and put the photos up and all uh, even that's all you know dropped the ball at the moment because of things and I I I know you and I have been beating ourselves up really badly we're not keeping up but it was kind of freeing when we both sat down and said yeah we can't be everything to everyone Mm. we we can't I think it opens up opportunities for other things as well so we've had um some really beautiful guest bloggers write blogs for girls with hammers and that's and i'd love to keep you know we both would love to keep doing that getting other people to feel okay about sharing their story or sharing something you know with the girls with hammers community so there's things i guess that that come along that might not have if we hadn't have decided to take a bit of a break yeah and we haven't got some of those uh, blogs up yet. <laughs> People have sent them in and we still haven't found the time to, to upload them, but, but they are coming. And, you know, if anyone's listening to this and does want to write a guest blog for Girls With Hammers, you know, we, we, we would like that and it's got to be relevant and we're not going to have spammy, you know, people spamming their stuff on there. But if, if there's something that they feel they can offer, a vulnerable story about themselves, you know, that, that might help other people feel less alone because that's the theme you know our theme for girls and hammers is to build stronger women and to connect you know help people feel connected so we're we're definitely you know open open to to doing that now in an ideal world would you be writing for a living in an ideal world yes (laughs) yes you say ideal like it can never happen (laughs) (laughs) never too late it is never too late. No, it's never too late, and uh, that that is on the books, and you know, in the in the wish list, and uh, hopefully that will hopefully that'll happen. And what about a book? Is there a book uh, on the cards? Possibly, possibly. I think um, it is something that I thought about, and again, it's probably that next level of um, imposter syndrome and self doubt that comes in. Um, you know, I, I tell myself the blogs are one thing, that's okay, but a book, you can't write a book. Like who's going to read a book that you've written? What have you got to put in a book? So it's all those things that are, are whirling around in my head again. Mm. But, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it just will take a bit, a few more shots of courage. Yep, 
And who are you to write a book? Um, you live with someone who's uh, written two books. So <laughs> I think anybody can write a book, you know, like I think. That, but uh, at the same time, I know what your, uh, what the book that you keep uh, tinkering at and, you know, then keep saying again, you know, I don't want this person or that person to read it. And what if, what if this person reads it and gets offended and gets upset and, and, you know, it's it's about actually writing um, in a way that's sharing your experience without actually condemning other people, which which is what you're doing because there is no is no hard feelings. It's just uh, you know what you want to write about is something that you lived through, and I don't think that'll be your only book because uh, I think you. You have a lot to share and you have a lot of vulnerability to put out there to help others feel less alone. And I think that there's not enough people doing that. So I think there's going to be lots of books in you once you start. Once you start, it's going to be like a floodgate. You're going to be like, yeah, I can do it. And they'll be out. But certainly if you ever, if or when, I should say when, you do um, put out that book that you are slowly chipping away at about something that you've lived through, um, you know, regarding uh, mental health and the impact that the person caring for that person has to live through. There, there are going to be a lot of carers out there, and I don't mean paid carers, just but just people supporting others with very solid mental health issues. And I think that the person caring for them gets lost in the mix, you know, and does feel isolated and does feel alone. And you know, I know that that's something that you're wanting to write a book about. And and I do see you constantly hitting that imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, who am I? I'm not, a, I'm not an expert at this. But in fact, you are because you've lived through it, you know, for many years. It wasn't just a two-month thing. You lived through it through many years and, and um, pretended to the world that everything was okay while you suffered in silence and... Um, uh, I, I, I absolutely know, I was going to say I think, but I absolutely know there'll be a lot of other people out there going through that and your book would be extraordinarily supportive and refreshing. So it is definitely needed, but it's just a matter of you pushing past that, uh, all that stuff and um, getting it done. But you, you've, as I've said to you a million times, you've got so much to offer the world and your compassion and kindness and sweetness is, and I don't mean sweetness in a, in a oh, she's so sweet. I don't mean like that, but in a, a sweet, soft, gentle, caring, compassionate way that, that you are. And every single person I have ever met who knows you says, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. Every single person says that because you are so kind and sweet and loving and caring and just want the best for everyone you, you, and I, I know you underestimate that but I think you know you put that out in your writing and you put that out in a book and you know that's it's got to be successful has to be because it's great intent mm, I, I, and that's the thing I, I'm my own worst enemy and I think just about everybody is mm just got to get past that and I guess focusing on the reason why I want to write that particular book is the thing that keeps me going and I'll go back and write a little bit more and then you know the those self-doubt mm. words will come back into my head and I'll think oh no I can't do that and I'll leave it but then I'll come back later and mm. um the, it is the number one thing that keeps me going is wanting to change or wanting to help other people so they don't feel the same way that I did for a lot of years and they see a way out or they see that other people have been through the same thing it's not just them feeling that way other people have and are experiencing it every day um and I struggle as well with not wanting to tell somebody else's story because I don't that's their story is not mine to tell so I'm wanting to, like you said, really write it from the from my mm. side, from how it felt to me, um, without um, you know, without talking badly. I, I don't know what the word is, but without 
talking badly about the other mm. the other person. Um, I just I want it to be from my experience, and I want it to be drawn from helping other people. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense at all. It does. No, it makes perfect sense, and 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 nobody wants to read a book anyway where you're publicly shaming and you know um, you know putting down another person nobody wants that you know people you you've got that unique that beautiful way of um I want people not to feel alone so you want to resonate with carers you want to resonate with people who are supporting you know so that they feel like there's there's light at the end of the tunnel there there actually is a way out you know and there is hope at the end so well well for most people I'm not going to say for everybody because everyone's got different situations but you know, um, sometimes I think people feel trapped in those situations and feel like there is no way to better oh, to better my life. You know, absolutely, mm. absolutely. The feeling of being trapped is massive and probably bigger than most people know. Yeah, and so a lot of people don't know that about you, and now they've just heard a little bit more about you, and and be you're thinking oh my god she's so sweet she's so beautiful and I'll be thinking more but I you just you 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 know I've I've said a hundred times you're one of the strongest people I know and you I always call you my little nugget you know because you're a tough little nut but um you, you just got the, the biggest biggest heart of gold that I've ever known in anybody so um I'm so happy that you're doing this I'm so happy that you're helping other people feel connected and what I'm hoping from um, you know, having this interview is that people listen to it and resonate with what you're saying and and think, oh, that's like me, that's like me. Oh, yeah, if she can do it, I can do it. Maybe I can do it. That's what I want to get from this podcast is people listening to guests and saying, oh, if she can do it, I can do it. But I know a lot approach me and say, yeah, but they're special. And I, I really hope that by listening to you, people see that you know you're you're just naked you're just you're just a great gorgeous person you know in just that's that's had some courage and stepping forward and I'm just Karen I'm nothing special no when none of us are special we're just it's just the difference is whether we choose to put our best fit foot forward or not you know and that's to me that's that's the ultimate can you put that foot forward and have a shot of courage and because we've all got something amazing to give. I think that's something that you do every day, and I wanted to ask you one question as well. Okay. Karen Bourne. Oh, right, Nikki Wood. (laughs) I'd like you to tell the listeners about your recent nomination and appearance in the local paper and on the radio. What was that for? Well, thank you very much for putting me on the spot. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I have just recently been nominated for the um, Fred Awards, which is uh, a humanitarian award that um, by the Fred Hollows Foundation. And uh, Simone Bowers uh, lovingly put me forward. And Simone sees something in me that, you know, even I don't see. And this is, you know, I, I may be doing what people consider great things, but I don't see this um, specialness. And um, it's an absolute honour. It's only a nomination. Um, you know, I, I still, I, I don't know, I don't do what I do for awards, so I kind of even, I don't even know really what to say about it. And I've been surprised by how many people are uh, commenting on social media after you lovingly put it up for me because I didn't want to toot my own horn. And, toot. Um, <laughs> and, and what I've found is... Um, and, and I do need to write a blog about this. It's the next one coming up is that you don't realise how many people you impact because there's so many people that have made comments saying about how much I've inspired them and, and that sort of stuff. And, and I, it would never have crossed my mind that that person thought that, you know. So I um, anyway, yes, so there's been that. And, and you know, it's, I just heard myself on uh, TRFM this morning and I was on ABC Gippsland uh, I don't know, last week, but that was for the kindness program that I've um, just developed. And by the way, if anyone's listening, it's a kindness program for primary schools and I'm it's in trial trial mode at the moment. So if any uh, primary school teachers are listening to this and would like mm. to trial a five-week kindness program, please get in touch because um, I need to get it fine-tuned because there is so much meanness going on out there and it's starting in kids and we have to get on 
top of that. So, yes, and um, an article in the Gippsland Times and in Gippslandia. So I actually think what's happened is that we had a double rainbow over our house just recently, and I, I think somehow it brought a whole lot of, um, you know, <laughs> promotional good fortune. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say the leprechauns are tickling at my heels and, you know, things are going pretty nicely at the moment. And, you know, I'm inundated with work. There's so many workshops, team building workshops, and so much is going on at the moment. I think that um, something certainly shifted at the other other end of COVID. But anyway, this is not about me. This is about you. Thank you for the interview. And um, <laughs> maybe I'll have to interview you one day, Karen. Do you know that is not the first time I have had many people say, when is Nikki going to interview you? And I keep saying exactly what you said. I've got nothing to say. There's nothing special. Mm -hmm. No one wants to hear about me. So, um, you know, maybe I need to have a, a grow some balls of courage and, and maybe I need to finally agree to let you interview me at some point. So, all right, how about we lock it in? Let's lock that in. All right, done. Now, um, I have my question that I need to ask. I've, I've loved this conversation. Glad we did it. I'm so bloody glad you agreed to do it because I'm sure there's you've really touched a lot of people by, by agreeing to come on and, and finally pushing through that barrier. Here's my question. Of course, this uh, you know, podcast is about get off the bench and inspire people to take action. So there's going to be tons of people out there who love to write. In fact, I hear it in nearly every week. I, I work with people and hear people say, oh, I'd love to write blogs. I'd love to write a book. I'd love to write this. And I say, do it. And they say, oh, nobody wants to read what I've got to say. Exactly what you, you say. So I know there are tons of people out there who want to write. What advice would you give them? Just do it. Just do it. Just start. You don't have to publish it initially. You can just write. Like I would get up at five o'clock every morning and get out my laptop and just start writing. Whatever came out, doesn't matter. A lot of it was just, I don't know, jumble. A lot of it was just random thoughts going through my head, what had happened the day before. Um, some of it was just like a journal. And the more I got out, the better I felt and the easier it flowed. And that's how I started building blogs from that. And it was just, and it wasn't until I was, um, I, I had enough courage to actually publish one that I realised I could, I could do this. So you don't have to start big, just start small, just start doing it for yourself and then start crafting, you know, as long as you've got an idea why, you need to know why, why you want to write, what, who do you want to reach, then it, it'll work. Just back yourself and have some courage. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you're saying get up at 5 o'clock every morning. You don't have to be 5 o'clock. It can be 5.30. It can be quarter past. No, I'm only joking. And it can be any time. 5.05 even. Yeah, 5. I think that it's um, it's the act of doing something every day. And, and generally, if you're going to be creative, the morning is the best. And getting up when no one else is up and just starting to do that and then the words start to flow better, you know, once you get that jumble out, because there's always going to be that brain dump of rubbish, you know, just to get stuff out of the way. And, you know, one thing as well that um, people get caught up in and you did is like, I want to write blogs, but I've got no clue about the technology. I have got no clue where or how do I even do this? How do I make a blog and, you know, the tech technical side of it. But if you, and I kept, saying to you, I can help you do that. I know how to do that, but I want you to learn it. And I kept putting pushing you back to the internet to Google, how do I how do I do a blog? How do I publish a blog? You know, to learn about, you know, hosting hosting sites and that we ended up we we had it right there you could have put it on girls with hammers straight away and I knew that but I wanted you to learn a lot more and you did you you were like oh I could do this and I could do that now now I know what this means and now I know what that means and which is better for you to do that because even though we didn't go down that track we just put it all straight on girls with hammers is is it it took away that fear it took away that whole big gap of I I don't know how to do this Therefore, I won't do it. You know, you, as, you, as the more you understood it, the more you thought, this is actually quite realistic. You know, I, I can do it. Yeah. And also yeah. With, with writing books is that people say, oh, yeah, but only authors write books and, 
you know, and no one's going to publish it, but just start Googling um, self-publishing and, you know, look up uh, CreateSpace or IngramSpark and just look at their templates and then just start bloody writing. And before you know it, you know, you can have a book up on Amazon because it, it, it automatically goes to Amazon when you go through IngramSpark. Uh, you type it out, you, you submit it, and you've got to go by the guidelines. And next thing, it's on Amazon and on all the, all the uh, online bookstores around the world. And it is really... Not, nowhere near as easy as as hard as you think so um you know i i, I think people should do it i we we can't have more we we can always have more written word in the world and more songs <laughs> all of that exactly uh, no i love that advice i love it and last question where can people find you because i know there are going to be people inspired by this and even people there's going to be a lot of people who already know you who are going to be uh, dying to listen to this because they just know you and they wanted to hear the conversation between you and i or well, how do they have a conversation those two but there will also be new people listening to this that don't know you uh, don't know our partnership you know um met you for the first time and they won't be seeing you as little Nikki Williams who you know was the bottom of the barrel they'll be seeing you as somebody like oh wow I really like her I want to follow her so let's let people follow you where can they find you they can find me either at the girls with hammers website girlswithhammers.com dot au dot au as well <laughs> they can find me on the girls with hammers facebook page which is just Girls With Hammers, and the links will be, you'll put the links in, won't you? I'll put the links in the show notes, yep. You'll put the links in. Uh, Instagram, Girls With Hammers, but it's girls underscore with underscore hammers. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Nikki Williams, but I don't post on there a lot. So probably the, the Girls With Hammers site on both Facebook, Insta, and the website is, is the most, the place you'll find me the most. Yeah, and if people want to send you a message, they can send through message through any of those places and yes. to you. Yeah. Well, I have absolutely loved this. I am so thankful that you took that step of courage and finally agreed to do this because I know that what you've shared today will resonate with so many people and will be so helpful. And um, I'm super proud to have you in my life. I'm super proud of the things that you've done and the courage that you've shown. And I, I really hope that you've inspired other people to just take action and do the thing they love. I really do. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm super proud of you as well. Yeah, that's and not thank what... you. Thank you for pushing me. I, I did need a bit of pushing and dragging. Yeah, you, <laughs> there might have been a bit of kicking and screaming, but, but you did it. So, but anyway, thank you for joining us. And um, and I should let you do some work today. And while I sit at home and and keep put my feet on the desk, and actually not really, but um, well, I will. I'll talk to you later. And thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, guys, how was that? I hope you loved that. Now, I tell you, it did. It was hard work trying to get Nikki to agree to do this episode. And she kept saying, no one's going to want to hear what I've got to say. And I that's absolute shit because I know you guys absolutely wanted to hear what she had to say and loved hearing what she had to say. Um, she's all about, you know, as we said, uh, helping people not to feel alone. And she's just got the biggest heart. And I think that people who are so um, have got such a big heart and so caring about other people often think that they don't have much to offer and they are riddled with self-doubt and then it stops them from doing great things and I know that I know Nikki doesn't say this but I know that she's changed so many lives from taking that step of courage and starting to write blogs and and just putting her vulnerability out there and her heart and soul out there on the table, just straight out. But it, it makes a difference to people and it has an impact. So don't underestimate yourself. If there's something that you want to do, and in particular if you want to write, but not just writing, get doing it because you have got something inside you that the world needs. And as Nikki said, you know, how, how would it feel to get to the end of your life and, and think, 
I didn't do that. Why didn't I do that? You know, I, I wish I had. Of um, if you're under fifty, uh, don't be like us. Start young, and if you're over fifty, it's never too late. So just get going. Doesn't matter who you are, what age you are. Let's just get going and make the world a better place by everybody turning their bright lights on and and making the world glow. So that's it for me. All of, everything's going to be in the show notes. Just don't forget, Nikki is at girlswithhammers.com.au and follow on all the other on all the other links, Facebook and Instagram. And um, I will see you next week, but only after I thank you again for joining me. And you guys absolutely rock. So that's it. And see you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.